Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hi, folks. I am your host, Austin Black. This is episode number seven of The Heart of Money, and I cannot wait to jump into this four-part series as we discuss money myths, and we bust those myths. So it's the Money Mythbusters series. Um, I'm bringing Bob back on to talk about these because there's a lot of lies and misconceptions and half-truths and just inaccurate information that is marketed, that is taught, that is shared by society. And we want you to win with money. We want you to be weird, to stand out, to be financially free. And if you believe these four myths, that will never happen. So we're going to take a a quick look at these four myths over the next four weeks. We're going to dig into them, tell you why they're a myth, um, talk through the psychology Talk through the actual, the truth, the other side of it, and you know, give you pointers on how to avoid these myths, how to manage your money the right way. So I am really excited. Let's jump right into week number one of our mini of our money mythbusters. Matt, how are you? And gosh, we got to do this again because we just scripted the last ten minutes of this recording. But this is going to be the real take here. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Bob doesn't, as long as Bob doesn't say anything, we'll be okay. Right. It, it does feel kind of weird because you know, like the we we recorded the first like, gosh, six or seven episodes within about three weeks' time, and then I think we've gone about a month in between our last recording. I I won't say that I missed you, but I did miss talking with you. <laughs> I, 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 you leave me speechless. I, I'm not sure if it, that's a miss me or miss talking to me. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I will tell you that I definitely have fun doing these and look forward to uh, talking more and bantering. Of course, you know, the majority of our banter, uh, we can't air just because, you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> You you don't want to see us when Maybe we're just sleep weird. deprived on medicine, oh my laying gosh. in bed. <laughs> but anyway, here we are, and we're time to talk about the myths that people believe about money. I think you and I have pulled out about three or four that we're going to cover over the next three to four weeks. And I don't know about you, but I would say that if people don't listen to any other episode of this podcast, hopefully they do. But if they don't, this is the episode to listen to because this is where we're going to talk about the things that will ruin your finances if you actually believe them, in my opinion. What do you think? Um, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, I think uh, definitely these are things that people can get caught up in and um, they're they will hamper your financial fitness um, and, and where you put your money. Um, and, and I think in some of these cases, there are better places to put your money based on what we have down here that we're going to talk about. So, um, yeah, I think so far, you know, you, we got to hear you talk about the grocery store and me talk about uh, the things that just didn't sound right or sit well in my life. And, you know, I know that our listeners then were having their 
cheese and crackers with a little bit of wine and um, said, are we really going to continue to listen to these guys? And they said, well, maybe, maybe now they're on the up and up now that they're going to actually get into some real stuff. So um, yeah, it's not just, it's not just about where we've come from and Hey, don't do this, but it's still some more of that. Hey, don't do this. And in some cases I know I've experienced it. I don't know about you, but um, yeah, things, when you learn not to do it, you don't ever want to do it again. So. Right. Well, and so you, you said, you know, they, they, Hey, don't do this. This is going to be more like, Hey, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we're serious about this. This is not, we're not joking. No, I'm kidding. Okay. That, that's a little intense. Let's just calm down. <laughs> that wasn't, that was, I felt like I was on a camp out, but you know, it, it's something that you could uh, almost put a shot collar on that. I'm, I'm wondering if your feet are in a pot of water and, your wife has a hairdryer or something nearby. I'm a little concerned. Maybe. Well, let's jump into it's, it, man, because they, these are these are important, and uh, we're going to try to get through these not as fast as possible, but we are definitely going to hit it hit it hard and and let, uh, let the next show take over. <clears throat> so, myth number one, and I think that you, I know you and I both have different perspectives on this, but I think we both come from the same overall field. Um, credit score. There is a strong, strong belief in the world that you cannot live without a credit score. And I'm going to bust that myth tonight by saying you don't even need a credit score whenever it comes down to finances. And, and ultimately credit score is if you're, if you're going to become debt free, you're going to lose your credit score. It's not going to be existent. Um, I know we've got, we've got a chart of how that's broke down, but, um, real quick, I know credit scores don't matter. I know that they are, are a myth or a lie or um, something that you, you got to stay in debt in order to maintain. What is your just overarching perspective of a credit score and why it really doesn't even matter? <laughs> because you have to pay to maintain it. Um, you know, I, I think this is one that we're, we might disagree some on, um, simply because of our backgrounds and how we've been brought up. Um, and, and I think from my perspective, what it comes down to, and, and we've talked about this a little bit before, that a credit score is important when you have nothing. You know, when you're trying to get established and you don't have a dollar to your name, you know, that's where you want to have a, a good score and good history. But as you get older, that score should be less and less relevant. But at the same time, it should be less and less relevant. And, and it should be improving because of what your credit history or your ability to pay the debt that you had incurred previously. Um, I did look it up. I know you made the comment briefly at one point of that score eventually goes away. I found out that within two years you have no score that you were not. And I can't remember the term, but in essence, there is no history that the uh, companies can trace you for. And, I, you know, it used to be, my understanding was that stuff drops off after seven years. Um, but that's no longer the case that truly, if you do not build up any inquiries or, um, have any debt, it eventually just disappears. Um, yeah. at that point in your life, you don't need the score anyway. 
um, because you're in a you're in a financial situation that you can pay cash. Um, but I think as we go on on this topic, I find that you don't need a credit score, but we live in a society that makes it fast and easy if you do. Um, right. And you'll probably get and into the, this the only as far argument as that I'm going to put to you with that perspective, um, because I think when it, you know you're about ten years ahead of me, you've kind of kind of a, a different uh, financial path than I've had, and myself personally, looking back at what I did, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever I was first coming out of college, um, I wish I would have done things a lot differently because I did have that you need a credit score not necessarily mentality, but understanding. And looking back now, I'm like, I, I never needed a credit score to live because if I would have kind of approached life from a debt-free standpoint, then credit would never even mattered. So I'm, that, that's one right. thing where I, I see where you're coming from. I had that, that disagreement in you know, needing early on versus not, but purely from that perspective of, yeah, if you don't have money and you need something, you got to start somewhere. Um, you know, I, I want folks to start without debt to begin with, but we know that most people don't, <clears throat> that's just yeah. kind of a reality we're in today. Um, so I, I'm going to bring up that the score and, you know, how it's calculated. So we can just kind of break this down. So for folks who have heard about the FICO score, heard about the credit score and don't really know how it's calculated, how it's figured, <clears throat> don't know much about it. Um, I, I want to share this. So uh, if you go to myfico.com is where I'm getting this information. The FICO score has five categories that calculate what that score is. The number one category that accounts for 35% of your score is payment history. The second category that accounts for 30% is amounts owed. The third category that accounts for 15% is length of credit history. And then the last two categories both account for 10% each, and that is new credit and credit mix. And I know you and I have talked a little bit before. If you look at all of those, the bottom line is, and you mentioned this before, in order to both build and maintain a credit score, you have to use and maintain credit or debt. That is the only possible way to get have keep um mm -hmm. so i mean just the bottom line of a credit score it's it is to accumulate to use to get more debt so if we're teaching to become debt free credit score comes off the table as far as its importance if we become debt free that credit score goes away so the question remains then that, that you now have to address is, well, how do you live without a credit score? And this is where you take it away because <laughs> my, you know, my understanding is you can do it, but uh, <clears throat> what is it? Uh, manual underwriting, um, mm -hmm. getting a phone plan, the, the cash up front that's required for that. If you don't have a FICO score, and it's not only if you don't have a FICO score, but if you don't have a good FICO score, like if you're going to, if you're going to have a score, you want a good score. Mm 
and, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit. You don't necessarily have to have debt in order to have that score because I've got my credit cards that I don't have any debt. I paid zero pennies mm-hmm. in interest on because I was taught early on that you paid what you spent and you didn't spend more than you had to begin with, with yeah. the whole intent of having those to build a credit score. <clears throat> so FICO credit score makes it easy to function fast to function in the society we live in. Right. Did you get grumbling when you said you didn't have a score or when they ran your social and you didn't have a score? Tell me about that. Uh, so, I mean, it's funny because I can think of three or four instances in which, well, two for sure, maybe three or four, I'll kind of walk through them, but instances in which <clears throat> credit score played a factor in a positive or negative way. Um, the number one thing is, you know, unfortunately, all insurance, especially auto insurance, you know, comes back to your credit score. So, um, you know, we're always fighting the battle of, okay, if you don't have a good credit score, because credit score is supposedly based on responsibility, so they say if you're using debt, then that's a whole other argument. But I know insurance companies use that credit score to evaluate your ability to be responsible and to manage and just that's kind of their guideline and judgment. So there is that part. And I'm sure that because, you know, I have not incurred a lot of debt of my lifetime, my score is not, you know, what they would call a high good score. It's a good score. I think I really don't even know and I don't care, but it's not, it's not 800 or nothing like that. You know, I've not incurred enough debt for that. Um, it's good enough for good insurance rates. The, the instances where I have really, um, been affected by or, or fought against it. Number one was whatever we bought our house, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which, so my wife and I, um, we, we did manual underwriting on the house. My wife has never had a credit score. She never owned it. She never had a credit card. She's never taken out a loan in her own name. She has zero credit history to her name prior to us buying the house. I had some, but not, not a lot. So I had not built up a huge score or that wasn't something I was really focused on, but because she did not have any score in order to get a decent mortgage rate, um, we had to go with a manual underwriting, which took the credit score completely out of the equation. Didn't even look at it. All that mattered was how much were we putting down and what was our proven realistic financial, um, ability. So they looked at pay stubs. They looked at rent payments. They looked at utility payments. They looked at tax returns. They looked at the consistent financial behavior and ability of our, of our household for like, I think it was three years, maybe or something like that mm-hmm. to see, okay, has this person managed money correctly, been on time with every payment, all that. And when we, we, we had clean nose, everything checked out just great. Was it any issue? So we went, we did manual underwriting, got a fantastic interest rate, had a really nice down payment. We got our house with a, with zero credit score, wasn't even considered, wasn't even a factor. Mm-hmm. Whenever we moved into the house, we went to set up the utilities. The local electric company, I called them up and said, Hey, you know, we need to get this turned on, whatever. They had two options. One was either the normal, you get your electricity turned on. And then at the end of the month, you get your bill, you pay the bill. 
But with that comes a deposit. And the deposit was entirely based upon credit score. So because my wife basically had no credit score since we had just got the house, just got the mortgage, and I had actually, I had canceled some credit cards prior to the mortgage because we, I guess to kind of back up a little bit, we wanted to have no other debt whatsoever to our name on our reports, anything whenever we got that mortgage. So I had actually canceled some cards to get those off of my report because all I wanted was the mortgage. Because of that, my score had dropped some. So because my wife didn't have a score and my score had dropped a little bit, there's now a deposit that we got to put on, on the account. And it was like a $600 deposit, something like that. I mean, enormous amount of money for, for electric bill, you know, six months worth of electricity, probably at least. The other option was doing a prepay in which credit score was not factored. You put the money up front and then your usage is deducted from that and away you go. So they get their money ahead of time. You're good to go. So those, those are the two instances in which um, the credit score has either not been a factor or, or I've gotten around it. Um, I know a lot of times, you know, if you're applying for rent or utilities or car loan or anything down that line, it is always kind of played into. Um, I've always been able to get around it myself because I've always either had a good enough score that didn't matter or I was putting enough money up front or working my way around it through a cash flow standpoint where I could, could get by without the credit score. That's been my experience. Yeah. And it, I, I want to say that for our listeners, maybe the best takeaway is wherever you are in the process, um, debt free, have debt, you know, just listen to a couple guys that have are traipsing through their own experience, trying to uh, give you some pearls of wisdom. I, I think if you're younger, the best thing to do is start saving money early on. Um, you know, the, a lot of you know, it it either takes money or it takes debt. <laughs> you either have the money or you have to borrow the money. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing that's always bothered me about FICO is one. And we talked about this before. It doesn't matter what those percentages are. There's always going to be something that affects your credit negatively that you have no control over, even if your uh, credit is spotless. I mean, yeah. even if you've jumped through every hoop and whatever it is to, um, to get the best score so that you can get the best rates on your insurance, um, not have to put a deposit down on a phone plan. Um, best thing for a mortgage, whatever it is, um, that you're always going to have something in that score that says, Oh, well, your score could be better if you had a longer credit history or, you know, if you had a different mix or if you didn't use so much, it's like, you know, my stuff is the, my monthly expenses on my credit card is 2%, 2% of what right. I have available. And, you know, I'm using too much of my available credit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, I use, use and pay off on a monthly basis, 2% of what they give me. Um, yet for some reason they keep giving me more than I'm not spending. 
because right. I have allotted by my budget what I'm spending on that card. And it doesn't affect that. It, it, it's humorous to me. So um, oh, it's hilarious. I, I, maybe that's the carrot stick thing that you just, you know, if you just, if you just spend a little bit more and I love that, that's the Dave thing. You right. know, they're always right. just out there to get you just to spend a little bit more. Um, but you know, if, if you're listening and you are young or if you, um, are listening and you have kids, um, I cannot impress enough to, uh, be saving money now. Uh, I, I don't know at some point we'll get into the topic of investments, but you know, a Roth IRA, the sooner you start stocking money away for retirement, the better, the sooner you start, uh, allocating money to, um, future expenses, uh, you don't need that FICO score. Uh, you know, one of the dumbest things I think of is the, what is it? PMI mortgage insurance. You are wasting money. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) You are wasting money on top of, I mean, cause all that is, is for people that default on their mortgage. And if you've got a 700, 800 score, they don't, the score doesn't matter anymore. They're still going to take that money from you if you don't put your 20% down. So right. it's always better to have money in your pocket. Money in your pocket is always going to be better than whatever your score is going to be because the score is never going to be as good as what your actual um, financial responsibility, unless you have poor financial responsibility. Right. Um well, I got to go back to because I kind of fall into the same the same line as you know. Davis has said many times, I can't. I, they won't rent an apartment to me, but I can buy the daggum complex. And that's something yeah. that, like you were saying before, you know, that financial responsibility. <clears throat> yeah, if you're starting out and you don't have the money, you do have to go buy that car with debt because you just you you have no money. You have there's nothing there. You have to. You know, go buy the house, which I wouldn't recommend if you don't have any money. But if you do, whatever the case is, there's some instances when, yeah, you you cannot get around good, bad, or otherwise credit. Um, but like you were saying, cash in hand will dominate, will overpower, will put the credit score to the grave if you've got the money to say, yeah, I can do this. Now, is it easy? No. We know going without a credit score society and just the world we live in has made it where it does seem virtually impossible to live without a credit score. So it's, it's not easy. It does take money. It does take planning. It does take that work around, but I guarantee you. you and people aren't used to it without a score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, oh, people and, aren't used to it. If you show up with cash instead of a score, they, people, they don't know what to do. You know, you have some people that don't know how to do manual underwriting. You have people in a phone store that don't know what to do with somebody that has doesn't have a credit score because they've been programmed to say, okay, you get the driver's license. They look at them, the picture on the driver's license and the person in front of me looks the same. And okay, what's your social security number and date of birth? And they come back with an unfound or whatever. And you're like, oh, well, I can't, I can't let you have a phone or I can't establish a plan. Well, yes, you can. You just have to use your brain instead of pushing the same 10 buttons. So (laughs) it's just another, it, it, you're weird. We're going to go back to it. You're weird because you're making people do what they don't normally do on a regular basis because not having a FICO is, 
is weird. Yeah. Uh, and it's honestly, <clears throat> it really bugs me and, and annoys me when I see the commercials on TV for credit karma and all these different, you know, credit reporting agencies, because, you know, their story is always, you can, you know, you can, you can move up, you can get the next thing, you can increase your life, you can improve yourself by boosting your score, by monitoring your credit, by doing all these things. And I just want to say people, they're, they're, they're selling debt. It's all that they're selling is selling debt. And if, and debt, as we know, is probably the most marketed thing, the most successfully marketed thing in this country, whether it's banks, whether it's credit cards, whether it's credit scores, whether it's car dealerships, no matter what it is, debt is so heavily marketed. We buy it hook, line, and sinker. So we have been, like you said, we've been trained that that's the only way that is the the only option. <clears throat> and so whenever you walk up with $15,000 cash in hand to buy a vehicle, they go, uh, how do we do this? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they have no idea. FICO makes it fast, makes it easy, makes it the regular way of doing business. Now, I have found, you know, you talk about cars. I found that just showing up with cash, yeah, you can buy with cash, but I have yet to come across an incident where I actually get a better deal by paying with cash. And I've got a better deal. Because people are so not used to it. (laughs) Say again. I said, and I've got a better deal both times I've done it. Really? Okay. Um, But that just has not been my experience because people aren't used to it and... They're like, okay, yeah, um, well, it's X amount of dollars, and you have X amount of dollars, and it, it it's it's a transaction. You just got to become a, a better negotiator. Oh, that that means I got to negotiate, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I I think the point to dwell on is is having the cash available and realizing that it's not going to be easy in most circumstances, and you're probably going to know more than the person you're doing the business with yeah. because it's a different lifestyle and, and you might have to coach them through it. Uh, the and, phone, and, and this, this is another important well, thing <clears throat> there. May, so let, let's say, you know, with the mortgage, for example, people should know there are banks and you could probably speak maybe more to this than I can even, there are banks that do not do manual underwriting. And there are banks that do offer manual underwriting. <clears throat> so if, if that's the way that you want to go, be sure that the bank you are working with actually offers manual underwriting. Because some banks, they mm-hmm. just put the score in and that's all there is to it. There is no other consideration. So if you don't have a score, you don't get a loan. doesn't matter how much money you have. doesn't matter what your history yeah. of payment is. You are not going to walk out of there with a loan. So do your research and, and be sure you know if the if you do are going to get a mortgage, going to get a car loan, whatever it is, if that if that um, uh, institution will do manual underwriting or not, yeah, and, and just speaking to the fact of some banks, even to have an account of any sort, if you don't have a credit score, they won't allow you to have an account because that score 
dictates your level of responsibility, which to me, when I was a, a banker facing customers, um, there was always the option of having something other than a debt scored credit score, like your ability to pay rent, your ability to pay utilities, whatever it is that's not paying something debt wise back, but utilities or the like that you have to be responsible and pay on a monthly basis. Um, we're still working towards that. And I think we're finally getting around in the financial areas to have, and I don't believe the, the term, this is the correct term, um, unstructured uh, information. Yep. But basically you're getting information outside of that FICO score. And I think FICO or um, the big three have tried to promote this in trying to be more um, financially inclusive. Um, that it's not just based on how much debt you carry, but your ability to pay your regular obligations that aren't reported like rent and utility. And that's an amazing thing to me is you have to provide your social to allow them to run your credit for utilities, yet they don't report your good payment history to increase that score. Yeah. So... So bottom line, what people need to know about credit score, its impact on your life, how you can get around it, get rid of it, why you don't need it, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> if you're going to become debt-free, you're going to eventually lose your credit score. So how do you manage not worrying about the credit score while you're paying off debt? And how do you manage life without having a credit score? You have to have the money. You've got to have the cash. You've got to have the financial ability to actually do what you're going to do because if you don't have a good credit score, you're going to have a hard time either getting the loan or getting a good interest rate on that loan. So you have to have the money. That's the number one thing. You've got to have the proven um, track record of managing that money, whether that be consistent rent payments, consistent prior mortgage payments, consistent utility payments, um, the the income to support that based upon your tax returns. You have to have the consistent proven history of managing the money that you have and having it to go out and buy whatever item you're going to buy. And then the mm -hmm. third thing is you've got to be sure that you actually find an institution or find a utility company plan, find we know how whatever you got to do, the research you got to do, the people you got to talk to, to make sure that either they will do the manual underwriting or there is a way to get around the credit score, whether that be a prepay option or, you know, buying a, a phone plan that doesn't require a deposit by a, you know, <clears throat> a, a month to month contract plan. That's what I've, I never pay a deposit on my phone plan. It's a month to month contract uh, through straight talk. So stuff like that to where you either can do a different process or you can pay up ahead of time or you can do it without having the long-term commitment. Do you have any other tips that you want to share on how people can get around this? Well, I'm, I'm going to say that I think if you want to do business with anybody, you're going to want to do business with the people that know how to get around basing everything on a FICO score. If you're going to take out a mortgage you want to go with somebody that looks at you and go, oh, 
no FICO, but you've got $30,000 to put down, we can work with that. You know, somebody that's willing to, to, um, not take the easy route with you is probably more knowledgeable and is probably going to, I don't want to say they're going to serve your interests better, but you will probably be better taken care of as a customer by somebody that's knowledgeable and knowing how to do these things without looking at three digits on a screen mm-hmm. and pressing okay. than the masses that have been taught to press 10 buttons and have you sign the bottom line. Um, so someone I, I that can say your name before they say your number. Yeah, that's true. True. Um, so I think that's something to, that can really be said um, for an institution, whether it be insurance, whether it be mortgage, whether it be bank, um, where they do know your name, where they know you as the person and um, your ability to pay, not because of what your score is, but the content of your character. And that's not something you get by just walking through the door. That comes with relationship um, with those institutions. Uh, So you're not going to get that with a phone carrier per se, but you should be able to get that in some of those other um, types of uh, companies. Yep. Very well said. Well, man, I think we we hammered out that first myth, and I'm excited to uh, share next week's myth because it's something that so many people get so worked up over. Uh, so we're going to talk about tax refunds next week. I'm excited about that. Sweet. Death and taxes, <laughs> the only thing that's for sure. But you never See know you what the return man. is and how much they're going to charge you. See ya. <laughs> okay, how many of you feel like you have been lied to for the last two decades or more, depending upon how old you are. Because how many times have we heard that credit score is the only way you can get ahead of life? It's what you have to have in order to, frankly, live, to buy a car, to buy a house, to have insurance. All these things you have to have a credit score is what we've been told and taught. Well, hopefully today we debunk that myth. We shed light on the truth that the credit score is only applicable if you're planning on staying in debt. And if you're going to stay in debt, you're never going to be financially free. So we're done with it, right? Well, next week we're going to jump into myth number two. I cannot wait to talk about this myth because a lot of people, they just, uh, they, they don't think about this myth and it doesn't ruin their financial status, but it does hinder it. So stay tuned for next week's uh, Money Mythbusters.